to the Wealthy Femme Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Korn. I am an author, therapist, and transformational mindset and wealth alchemist. This podcast is for women entrepreneurs who want to make a massive impact and income without hustling and burning out. We talk about mindset, energetics, trauma, and relationships, including your relationship with money, as well as everything you need to create a business and life you love. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Femme Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that I don't want to say it's controversial because I don't know that it's controversial. I think that this is something that more and more we're, we're talking about this. You know, people are becoming more educated around this. But what I want to talk about today is trauma. And, you know, before you like, be like before you're like, eh, this is not, this is not me. I'm not, I don't, you know, I've never had trauma. This does not apply to me. I want to say... <laughs> First of all, I don't really think there's anybody walking this planet right now that has not experienced a traumatic event. And when I say that, I know most people immediately, either they go to like that place of like, well, you know, people who have trauma have experienced, you know, some kind of assault or... Um, you know, they've witnessed extreme violence or they've been, you know, they've been part of a war or something like that, right? Like, those are things that it's pretty clear. Yes, those are traumatic experiences. But the thing is, is that you can experience trauma and it not be a, you know, a clear, serious event where anybody would be like, oh, yeah, that was that had to have been traumatic. So, When I talk about trauma, it isn't as black and white as all of that. It's not, it's not necessarily that you either have had this terrible thing or you haven't because trauma is almost on a spectrum, right? Like we have a lot of uh, professionals, you know, a lot of people refer to trauma as big T trauma and little T trauma, right? Big T trauma is the, you know, the events that I was just talking about, that kind of everybody is like, oh, yep, that's traumatic. But little t trauma is, is, can be just as big of an impact, honestly, as big t trauma, especially if your quote unquote little t trauma happened more than once, right? But most people are like, mm, no, I haven't had, tra- I haven't experienced trauma. I haven't, you know, I don't have any kind of issue with trauma because I've never had one of those big events. And I think that this is actually a disservice that, you know, that we're not talking about the fact that there are other things that impact us as adults that we experienced early in our life that, that are trauma. And, you know, the whole idea of a dysfunctional family I don't know that there is anything other than that, really. And I don't mean that, you know, your parents were terrible or, or, you know, anything like that. But there's always something, right? And the most interesting interesting thing about trauma is that it, it can be generational, right? So what do I mean by that? If your 
mother had a parent who had mental illness. Let's just, we'll just pick that as a thing. Your mom's parents, one of her parents had mental illness and she had to, I don't know, maybe she had to parent herself and a sibling from a a fairly young age, right? Because the parent was maybe emotionally unavailable or, you know, a little bit, I don't want to say neglectful, but, you know, had a hard time meeting their needs because they were struggling with their own mental health. That experience that your mother had as the child of someone with mental illness is going to impact the way that she parents. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, oh, if you had a parent with mental illness, that means you're going to be like this terrible parent yourself. But we are impacted by the environment in which we grow up. And that tends to trickle. So, you know, to like, to be very, like, honest, personally, I experienced trauma myself, some big T and little T trauma. I was sexually assaulted when I was 15. But I also was a child in a single parent household and ended up kind of being a parent to my younger sibling as I was growing up. So I, because of my trauma, I parented kind of accordingly. And for me, that looked like maybe overcompensating a little bit. Like I, because my, my mom was not necessarily available in the way that, you know, would have been most beneficial to me. I, you know, swung the other way and was kind of like overly available. So, and, you know, and I myself personally, yes, I am a therapist, but I have done years of being a client in therapy um, as well. And probably my children would have been much more seriously impacted by my own trauma that I experienced had I not already been doing work to manage my own experiences. So all this is all just like a roundabout way of saying that when people are talking about generational trauma, like that is what it looks like. You know, even if we have the best of intentions we tend to carry on patterns that we learned as children into our adult lives. And that's where I'm kind of going with this is that if you had some kind of experience as a child, and it's really likely that you did, even if you don't feel connected to the idea that it was trauma, experiences that you had as a kid probably impact you as an adult. So the first kind of idea that, so there's a couple points that I want to make in, in this episode. The first one is that, and I kind of touched on this a little already, but the first one is that trauma doesn't always look like trauma. You know, maybe you had amazing parents, but you had a, had a serious illness as a kid and you, had to be in the ho- in and out of the hospital, right? And, you know, maybe your parents weren't there every night that you were at the hospital, or maybe they were, and you just were in the hospital, or you had to have, you know, medical treatments, like even as an adult, right? Like medical procedures can be very scary, 
and sometimes painful, right? So it could be as simple as having a serious illness as a child or, you know, another one that I think a lot of people don't think about this. I had this experience, uh, instability as far as where you lived. When I was growing up, we moved a lot. So I changed schools several times from K to 12. I, I'm not even sure how many schools I went to. I went to a lot is what I'm saying. I went to a lot of schools and constantly being the new kid. Well, that doesn't, you know, we think about that. Like, oh, it doesn't seem so bad, but think about the fear. Even if you didn't move schools a lot, think about how like scared and nervous you were when you started high school, right? Like totally new environment. Even if you know, you know, some of the kids, you know, that are transitioning from junior high to high school, you know, new building, you don't know where things are. It's typically bigger than the school you were in. So imagine that fear of the new and uncertain and imagine doing that multiple times throughout your childhood. And also, like for me, we sometimes moved in the middle of the year. So I tra- I changed schools a few times, you know, during the school year. So not only was I the new kid that didn't know anybody, didn't know the teachers, but a lot of times I was coming in, you know, after the semester had started and, you know, everybody else kind of had already formed cliques or made friends or, or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know, does that, if that's making sense, but that in in and of itself can be really traumatic because trauma comes from uncertainty. And I'm not implying that every time things are uncertain that you are experiencing trauma, but that like constant state of uncertainty, not knowing if things are safe, right? That does have an impact on us as we grow up, especially because when we are kids, our brain is still developing. So if when we are, our brain is developing, we have these negative experiences, it literally changes our brain. So it's not, first of all, you're not alone in experiencing that. And a lot of times people, their brain has made these changes and they have symptoms of it and they don't really understand where it comes from because there's this idea that if you have had trauma, you know it, right? Like, I know about some of, like, I knew before I ever became a therapist that some of my experiences were traumatic. I mean, like, you don't need a degree to know that some of the experiences that I had were traumatic. But there were other experiences that I had that absolutely kind of added to, like, the trauma in my in my childhood and, like, teen years that it wasn't so clear cut. It wasn't until years later when I was dealing with symptoms that I was able to kind of connect the dots and and recognize that even though they were not like big T trauma experiences, they still added to this sense of being unsafe because at its most basic 
it's that feeling of being unsafe, whether it's a parent that wasn't there for you when you were going through a difficult time, or maybe it was bullying at school. Like all these things create this feeling of not being safe. And that is the thing that we carry through into adulthood. And so even if you are like, you know what, I can't really like pinpoint like one thing that would be trauma. Sometimes it's really subtle, but it still impacts us as adults. That's kind of the point that I'm getting to is that even if you don't clearly feel like, yeah, I had a traumatic childhood or, or whatever, it's likely you had experiences that you have carried with you into adulthood and that are likely affecting you in some way, maybe not in any way that is like glaringly obvious. A lot of people who have had trauma are still very high functioning people. I think people think like trauma survivor and they think about people that have a host of mental illness and, you know, life is just so hard for them. And that's actually not, necessarily true. You can have trauma and be a high achiever. I mean, I I had very significant trauma and I, you know, I went to college, I, you know, graduated with high honors, I went to grad school, you know, I got my master's degree, I be, I got my clinical license. You know, all of those things are not, you know, easy things to do and I did them. So it's not like my trauma kept me from achieving. But here is the thing. Untreated trauma, if you don't if you don't work through some of this underlying stuff, it has a way of rearing its head at very inconvenient times. And this is really true in entrepreneurship. And I think the thing that people miss is that entrepreneurship in and of itself can be very emotionally triggering. I mean, think about it. The whole idea of being an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is very risky, right? I mean, I guess that's subjective, but it you could consider it to be risky in that you don't have guaranteed income, right? I think the the roller coaster of income that people experience can be very triggering, right? Like maybe one month, you know, you have a 10K month and then the next month, you know, nothing or or 5K, like you can't, in your early part of your entrepreneurship, right? A lot of times your income swings and that can feel very risky. I mean, it is risky. I mean, for some of us, we start our entrepreneur journey doing another job. Like I, before I, transitioned to coaching. I was a therapist. I didn't just quit my therapy job and be like, oh, I'm going to be a coach. Like I did both, you know, and and I'm married. So I also had the additional stability of, you know, my husband has a a regular job. So we pretty much know what he makes. Um, So that mitigated some of the risk. But being an entrepreneur, you there are a lot of triggers. And when I say trigger, a trigger, I feel like trigger is a buzzword. First of all, I feel like everybody's like, ah, I'm being triggered or whatever, talking about triggers. But the thing is, is there are a lot of things 
in being an entrepreneur that can be a trigger for that feeling of unsafety, of being unsafe and and ha- and that causing an, an emotional impact for you. So this can look a lot of ways and it's not the same for everyone. Let me just put that out there. It's not the same for everyone. So here are just a few symptoms or experiences that people have when they are operating with some unprocessed trauma in their background. And really, unprocessed trauma is really any trauma that you haven't navigated, right? Like, we have the trauma, if we do nothing about it, if we, you know, if we don't, if we don't recognize it, or we don't integrate it, in some way, if we don't process it, whether it's through, you know, therapy or um, somatic work, you know, body work, things like that. If we, if we just are kind of like going through life unaware of this underlying issue, then, you know, these symptoms, which can be severe or more subtle, are kind of happening and we don't always know why. So, I want to talk about just a few of the like subtle things that could be happening. And it, and let me say like, just because you're experiencing some of this doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, you've got this terrible trauma in your background that you haven't dealt with. And you're just doomed to experience these things. One, there are ways to work through trauma. I do it with clients pretty regularly. Two, some of these symptoms occur whether it's unprocessed trauma or not, right? So don't just like listen to these symptoms and be like, oh my God, I have a huge trauma problem that I need to deal with. This is more like, hey, keep this kind of on your, keep an eye for this, right? Like if these things are happening often, it's probably going to be helpful to work with somebody that can address them. So feeling overwhelmed often. I think a lot of us you know, feel overwhelmed. Like the world is very stimulating. We constantly have notifications. You know, we're, you know, for most of us, we, you know, we have cell phones. So things are like, we've always got notifications going off. We're always available to other people unless we set really great boundaries around like our, you know, our social media usage, our, our cell phones, how we, you know, if you work with clients, if you're, if you are a coach or some kind of service provider having boundaries with your clients, but so feeling overwhelmed often. So a lot of times this happens when, whether we're aware of it or not, something kind of is triggering us, right? And and possibly it's just the stress of you have to keep your business going, right? Like you have clients, you maybe have employees or, you know, contractors to manage. You have all these things. And so this kind of like sense of overwhelm is like all the time, right? Like even when things are under control, they're not going wrong, like you're constantly feeling like there's like too much. You maybe have a hard time focusing, you know, your to-do list feels like a to-don't list, right? Like it's just like you're never, it's a never ending list. You don't know how to manage that. 
you know, there's like maybe this kind of like low level anxiety kind of always happening in the background. You know, you are kind of always worrying that those, those are all kinds of signs that maybe there's something else going on. For sure, there are times when we are really busy in our, whether it's our job or running a business or maybe running a business as a parent or running a business and having a job. Like, of course, there's all these things, right, that can add to overwhelm. But if your kind of default is when things get stressful, you just kind of like, like the overwhelm just stops you in your tracks. That could be a trauma response, right? And so, and and that I'm sure you can kind of understand how this would be negatively impacting your business. If, you know, when you get triggered, your ability to kind of function is impaired, it makes it harder, right? It makes everything harder. You might still be getting everything done, but it, it's probably emotionally and even physically exhausting. Having mood swings, that's kind of another like lesser known symptom of trauma. So let me stop and say like, these are all kind of more subtle signs. There are some very like clear signs of trauma. Um, and, and I'll talk about that maybe in another episode. I don't want this episode to be like super, super long. It's already, you know, getting up there, but um, these are more subtle. And the reason I'm pointing these out is because a lot of times we just write these symptoms off as this is just life. Like, this is how I feel. This is just the way it is. Um, I don't really know why it is, but I just have to push through it. And actually that feeling of just, I have to just keep going. I have to keep going. That is also, that can be a trauma response. I'm not saying that like working hard, working towards a goal. Like I know I personally don't like to launch. I don't do that for me because of my trauma history. Launches feel very uncomfortable and I don't like them. And the joy of having my own business is I don't have to do the things that I don't want to do. And I don't like launching. So I don't, but it's, you know, it's normal during a period of time, like a launch, right. To feel overwhelmed or, you know, feel like, you know, you're just like running on this hamster wheel of like a never ending to do list. But that is like, that's a situation, right? That's causing that. If you feel overwhelmed in your business on the regular, and it's just business as usual, or you're feeling kind of like mood swingy, like one minute you're feeling great, the next minute you're, you know, you're feeling anxious, or, you know, you're even maybe angry. Sometimes anger is something that happens pretty commonly, actually, that something is going on. So these are all subtle signs that maybe something is going on. It's, you know, not just business as usual, right? So feeling overwhelmed all the time, you know, having mood swings, where one minute, you know, you're feeling like unstoppable. And then the next minute, you're like, you know, you're anxious or worrying, you know, that can also be like a subtle sign that, you know, that there's something more going on. Poor decision making is another one. So when someone has a disturbing event, if you will, or multiple disturbing events, uh, even if they're not like horrible, um, even if they're mild, it can affect your cognitive clarity. It can 
affect how clear you think about things. So when that is kind of like running in the background, when you have that feeling of things not being safe, even if it's not like a conscious, you're not consciously thinking, oh, I don't feel safe. If that is kind of like the program running in the background, it can impact your decision making. And it can affect you, not just in your business, but in your relationships, how you plan goals, like it all can be impacted. And, you know, it can be this like, feeling that you are not, maybe you're not good enough, you don't deserve to have good things. There are a lot of ways that this can happen. Another thing that people I think are kind of maybe unaware of is that having chronic health problems can also, well, one, it can actually cause trauma, right? We talked about like, especially growing up, if you had like a serious health problem, but it's a pretty well-known concept that after years of experience experiencing like high life stress right like you know your life is really stressful it takes its toll on your body so a lot of people that have had some kind of trauma even if they don't like realize that it was trauma they end up having physical symptoms like um insomnia headaches feeling fatigued chronic pain, having immune system problems, a lot of those things can be linked to especially childhood trauma. So it's not just an emotional impairment, it can actually be a physical one as well. So if you like are constantly exhausted, if you, you know, constantly, you have headaches, or you know, you don't sleep well, there might be something else going on, something, you know, more subtle that, you know, if physically, you know, there's not a serious health condition that's causing those symptoms, it could be this like constant state of stress that you're living in. So my point here is, is not that like you have these problems and you have to have them forever, my point actually is that if you are struggling in any way, and I don't even like to use the word struggle because there are people who are achieving very high, like they're reaching really high achievements. You know, they are successful business owners. They are making good money. They, like I said, they might have like team members. They may have like, a huge successful business and still be feeling unhappy or stressed out or anxious or, you know, having these physical uh, health problems and, and are not connecting the dots, right? Because, or maybe they are connecting the dots. Maybe, you know, maybe you are like, yeah, I know that I have had, some kind of rough times in my life. And I know that things are not as good as I want them to be. Like maybe you're even thinking like, I, I mean, I'm making great money. I'm doing 
the things that I want to do, why am I not happier about that? Um, and so this episode isn't to talk about like how broken you are, because that is not, that's not it at all. This is more about like being aware because the first step in solving a problem is being aware that there is one, right? Like if you are just go, 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 busy, 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 um, stressed out, anxious all the time, but you are like, yeah, but this is just what it's like to run a business, then you're probably always going to be like that, right? Because you're just like, oh, this is what it's like. And, and that's actually not necessarily true, right? Like, everyone is working hard, like you don't have a successful business, you know, and at least initially while you're sitting on the beach, <laughs> no matter what social media tells you. But if you don't identify that there's something that you want to change, you know, maybe it's not that your business isn't as successful as you want it to be. But maybe you want to have that same level of success and have it feel easier or feel less stressed or, you know, not feel like you're kind of on this roller coaster of one minute that things feel great and the next you're like, God, this sucks, right? So this is really to talk about these things exist and most of us are experiencing them to some level and that doesn't mean anything about your success. It doesn't mean anything about you at all, really. We are all having these experiences, so you're not alone in it. And there is actually hope for you. If you are experiencing these things, or, you know, even if, you know, you feel like your life is pretty good, but something feels off, or you feel like it could be better, there are things that you can do to achieve that. And I'm not going to get super in the weeds on this, in this particular episode. But this is one of the reasons that surface level mindset work doesn't work all that well. It might work for a short period of time, but it has been my experience that a lot of mindset work is pretty surface level, you know, doing affirmations, maybe journaling, you know, gratitude exercises, and all of those things are great. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying like, oh, journaling is a waste of time. I tell my clients all the time, you know, we talk about journaling and meditation and, and all of these things are, you know, tools that you can use actually to regulate your nervous system. But in and of themselves, by themselves, with no understanding at all of, like, that there is something deeper, they, it's a Band-Aid. So, you know, that is actually one of the reasons that I kind of leaned in myself into doing quote-unquote mindset work, because it, there's a gap in most mindset coaching that, yes, you know, there are a lot of mindset coaches that are great at helping you kind of like on the surface level reframe thoughts. But if you don't do anything to address the years of changes to your brain and to your nervous system, then these, then these changes you make are, are not going to be sustainable because the minute something happens, 
that triggers those feelings of of being unsafe again though your 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 things that you wanted to get rid of or that you were working through with a mindset coach if there's no deeper understanding they're going to keep coming back and in fact this is true not even of just mindset coaches this is true in therapy every ther- there not every therapist has an understanding of trauma it's just like a doctor just like general doctors don't necessarily understand brain surgery not all therapists understand trauma and in both therapy and coaching sometimes the things that they're that are being done are actually making a situation worse so you know it's important regardless of you know whether you think you have trauma you don't think you have trauma you know you think you need mindset work you think you need therapy whatever it's more important that you are working with someone who understands that there is more to this than just oh you have negative thoughts because sure you have negative thoughts but why do you have negative thoughts why do you worry about things why do you you know feel like you know if you move to the next level in your business or in a relationship everything feels uncertain and scary all over again right so having someone that can kind of walk you through that with the understanding that there's some, probably some underlying stuff that that feeds into that is important. So, with that being said, I will I will do another episode. Actually, there will, there will be a lot of episodes coming that will talk about this a little bit because it's something that I think we need to normalize. We need to acknowledge that we are we all experience some of this sometimes it's you know for some people it's worse than others some of you know some people are functioning at a you know maybe a higher level than others or you know it might not even be that you're functioning at a higher level or a lower level but your capacity to handle stress is different so this is definitely an ongoing conversation it won't it certainly won't be the only thing we talk about But probably the next thing that I will talk about in another episode is how these early experiences impact our relationship with money. Because ultimately, most of us, we want freedom, right? We want financial freedom. We want freedom to maybe travel or be home with our kids or whatever, right? Like we want freedom. And I always say this is kind of my little Shannon-ism, but... Money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy choices. And so, you know, having the ability to make choices based on what's good for us, what we really want, what is aligned for us and our values, that all comes as a, like, a result of financial sovereignty or financial stability, right? So... This will definitely be something that we continue to talk about. I know that for most of us, we have income goals that we're working towards or we're wanting to maintain. And this is definitely a piece of that puzzle. It's not all of it. Of course, you know, you need to know, you need strategy, you need, you know, probably sales. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. But the one thing that if you, 
even if you have everything else all figured out, you're an amazing marketer, you're amazing at sales, you're amazing at delivering to your client, whatever it is that you deliver, if this emotional inner work stuff isn't also on the table and isn't also something you're thinking about and working on, this will sabotage you every freaking time. Like, this is the penny that will keep, the bad penny that will keep coming up. So with that said, uh, that's all. I feel like I've dumped a ton on you today. So we're going to wrap up here. But as always, you know, you can find me on on, um, Instagram and I'm always happy to chat with you in, if you choose to, you know, DM me, if you have questions or thoughts or whatever, we, you know, we can always have a conversation. I'm always open for that. So have a great week, guys. Uh, I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Wealthy Femme. I hope you got some great takeaways and insights. If you found this valuable, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so that you never miss an episode. And of course, we always appreciate reviews. You can find me on Instagram at The Wealthy Femme. Feel free to follow me or DM me with any follow-up questions. I'll see you next week.